This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Friday. What's up? Boy, did I had a pissy of a morning, man. We got a lot to get into. I got Tom Brady rumors. I got Frank Martin going to UMass. And I had no internet, Dave, for two and a half hours. No oh, internet. Goodness. What's up, you? What's up on a Friday? How are you? <laughs> we had the same issue, but ours came back in about 30 minutes. So, um, yeah, morning was a little chaotic. You know. Oh. You turn the Wi-Fi off in the house and the kids are like, you know, everybody comes out of their rooms like bad. Like, who, who, did somebody do something? No, everything's out. Everybody relax. Just get ready for school. Daughter had a and, fit. 7.15 in the morning. Daughter oh, having an absolute fit. Why oh, can't yeah. I use my iPad? Why can't I use my iPad? I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. I can't get my email to work. All right. <laughs> I can't get anything to work. At our house, we have zero coverage. I mean, like without Wi-Fi, Nothing in this house works. Zero. No phone calls, text messages, internet, nothing. You can't do Sounds anything. glorious. Oh, it's bad. It's it's not good. Today oh, was no. not today was not a fun morning. You can I get would. off the grid like that. Yes, I can absolutely get off the grid. Off. Yes, fair. I can do that. You set the Wi-Fi, it was right here to the right of me. You set that thing off and we go dark. And I'm off the I'm off the grid. I'm gone. So like Ooh. if I ever have internet that goes down, you can't get in touch with me. Nope. There's no calling me. There's no texting me. There's nothing. We are in a dead zone because of how close we are to the Red Rock National Park. Right. That we're like literally half a mile from Red Rock National Park. There's nothing. There's no cell towers over here. There's <laughs> there's just internet. That's okay. it. Internet calling, text messaging, everything is done through the internet. So take that away from me. I, I get rattled. <laughs> I, yeah, I get, well, and, and, and do you know what also rattles me a little bit? is this idea that Tom Brady might play for the Dolphins. That also is getting me rattled. Rattled me because I got to go get a Dolphins hat. If I will flip the it. F out, Dave. <laughs> I will flip. I was totally fine with Tampa. I was down with it. I was cool with it. I was on board. I was hoping for Tom. Go do it. Do your thing. Get the F out if he's playing in the division. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not. I'm not playing. Homie, don't play that. Uh-uh. We aren't doing this. I mean, full it, scorched, full burn for take the Brady jerseys, take the hats. I mean, that is destruction of the Brady legacy if he plays for the Dolphins. You want to talk about decimation, blowing stuff up. I mean, all the AFC odds got to change. Everything got to change in the book. The Packers go to even money. <laughs> Win the NFC. Like, there's so many things that could happen. I mean, I think he looked pretty good in that aqua, though. I mean, that that dolphin color, pretty nice. It is nice. It's also nice living in Miami. But nope. I mean, he's in Tampa. It ain't so bad. It is bad. It's in the division, it's in the conference. I'm fine with Brady in the NFC. 
I'm fine with him in Tampa. I got no, no qualms with you. We're all good in the division. Oh, I mean, boy. game of Thrones type shit. Like we're going like, okay, now we're throwing down. Now it's now I know how Packer felt fans felt about Favre in Minnesota. Like, right. You're going in the division. Right. Like, yeah. What do you mean you're going in the division? <laughs> Can't figure out your life. I'm retired. I'm unretired. I don't know what I'm doing. My wife tells He's me what to do. never retired. That was all. That was all just him playing chess. He was not retired. He was definitely not retired. Um, but wow. What are you, what are you saying if you're in Buffalo right now? Oh man, you guys think you're mad in New England. Buffalo's this close. They're this close. Mm. He won't go away. Just get out of the division. See you in the Super Bowl. Leave us alone. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Uh, at the moment, I could care less about Buffalo Bills fans at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, I'm just steaming ever. mad that this is actually going on, that this is a legitimate, <laughs> like, it's gotten to the point How where How did we, you even know? Oh, you had no internet. How did you even know? Because yesterday, WEI reported it. Dale Arnold, who has worked in Boston media forever, who was the first one to officially report Brady to Tampa, is reporting that Brady is seriously asking Tampa to trade him to Miami. I think they'll do it. This is not like a hypothetical (laughs) bullshit, you know, pie in the sky story. This is a legitimately discussed conversation that Tampa is now trying to go, well, we could get all of Miami's draft picks right now because Miami's got a bunch, including a first round pick this year. And Brady's got what? One, two years left max flip them for a first, first and a second. Let Miami go all in for everything. And maybe you get two a back and maybe you have your long-term quarterback. Oh, my only thing that saves my ass at the moment on all this is that they spent the entire press conference with Tyreek Hill talking about the accuracy of Tua. Like they were in on Tua's talents. Everyone oh, was talking about I mean, Tua, Tua, Tua. So, well, you have to, but it, I mean, you have to then go back and like, okay, we loved him, but Brady's Brady and we're taking, we're, we're grabbing Tom Brady now. There's no one on planet Earth that wouldn't take Tom Brady right now instead of Tua. <laughs> I mean, seriously. No. So it can be above, you know, they always blame it in the offices. I mean, Tyreek, and they say, hey, you were just talking about Tua. Well, he was my quarterback yesterday. Now I got this guy. Okay. Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, loved him. I loved him yesterday. He was my guy yesterday. Now today it's Tom. Tom Brady throwing to Tyreek Hill, Devontae Parker. Uh, and that's pretty the, good. Uh, and, the, and the other dude, I'm blanking at the name because my brain's not functioning. I'm so can, mad about this. I could wear the dolphin's hat with this thing. Look oh. at that. I didn't even yeah, think of that. Where where did this combination come from for the Clippers, by the way? Because I, I, I'm i wearing this for Pasta, who threw a trick up last night and got me a 3-2 win. Did you just say threw a trick up? Yeah, threw a trick up. Got a hat trick for me. So who's writing this stuff for you? What are you talking about? He got a hat trick. Right. You got a trick up. That's what he did. Oh he threw, threw a trick up for me. I got a hat trick. Pasta got a hat trick against. I nailed it. Three, two, as, as we said, three, two final score. I mean, final we score, told everybody three, how far in advance. It's a three, two final. Yep. I mean, it was, the, it was just that, <laughs> that he just, it's a yep. three, two final. Yep. I mean, all this work analytics, 
puck luck. I got minus 105 on the Bruins in game. I waited. It was zero zero halfway through the second period. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm taking the Bruins now. Home field. How low did that total get down? Four and a half. Well, they never put a three and a half. Mm -mm. Okay. They knew better. I think at least I didn't see it. I mean, I was watching basketball at the same time. So, I mean, I may have missed it. I saw four and a half, but they do that quick when it starts at five and a half, four and a half in the first period. But once you get to the end of the first period and it's Mm -hmm. still scoreless, you'll see three and a half a lot. And I was like, oh, and then I got distracted too because the basketball, I mean, the basketball speaks for itself. The basketball. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to all that, but that was an unbelievable hockey game. Really fun, fun game. Big, nice, big win for the Bruins who continue to play really, really well. And we'll see Boston sports starting to peak Bruins in the seas. Look out. Here we go. Brady going to Miami. Don't forget. That's the headline of the day. Yeah, that's the, that's the headline. <laughs> All right. So this is, I asked this off air. I'm asking you this now. Okay. Well, first, do you believe that it's national peacock day? Do you buy this crap? No. Is it right. really? I don't have I don't no, know. I have no I idea. Know. That's March 25th is national peacock day. I guess peacocks are catching 13 points, but not on the East coast. Why is this game off the board? I'm trying to text somebody right now to find out. I don't know. I think, I mean, it's off the board in, in New Jersey because you yeah, can't right. Well, that makes sense. Jersey Fine, sports. but y- it's y- a Sweet Sixteen game. There is so much handle on these games. I can't imagine not being able to book it. Like that blows my mind. I worked at the Golden Nugget a couple of years, and when Tilma Fertitta bought him, it was a piece of the Texans and stuff. So we couldn't book those games in the in the in the Rockets. Like the Rockets was was I mean we we used to joke if the Rockets get to the finals we could take the time off because we weren't mm-hmm. booking the games. Texans games, a football game, NFL game not being booked gigantic. The Sweet 16 games are like NFL games times 2x, 3x. No handle. So I don't know. I haven't got an answer yet why it's not up. Um I But it is up in Vegas. Yes. So it's, yes. here, it's up here. You can bet on it here. You just yeah. can't bet it on DraftKings, FanDuel, East Coast books. You cannot bet on the game for Purdue. I don't know why. Well, we're seeing, I mean, just the splits that are coming out. Everyone's on the Peacocks today. Yeah. I mean, this is just yeah. like <laughs> one-sided. Everyone loves this team. And then, you know, PointsBet put out that tweet saying it's National Peacock Day. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Is that even a real thing? Peacocks are playing on National Peacock Day. Like, how is that even possible? White spread is Australian. I don't know. Maybe it's Australia in Australia. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't we got listeners in Australia. We Thank do. you, by the way. When they reached out to us, uh, we do on the Twitter. But yeah, I don't Hawaii, know. Australia. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. My <laughs> Mike says, "Why would Brady play for the Dolphins?" I don't know. Have you seen that offense at the moment? Uh, that offense. If you put, a, I don't like Tua as a quarterback spot. You put Tua on. You put Brady on that offense. That's why Brady wants to play. Gronk probably goes and plays in Miami too, just to make me even more sick. Just to see how that happens. <laughs> what do you think he's doing right now? Jalen Waddle. Thank you. I forgot about Jalen Waddle. What's Bronk? What's Gronk doing? Gronk right now is I, he may be comfortable just watching Camille Kosick turn into a superstar. I mean, she's going to be like Giselle. Mm. She, she she has a new dancing show coming out. She has like, I mean. When he started dating her all those six, seven years ago, it was a little bit controversial because you're not supposed to date a cheerleader. And he started dating a cheerleader with the Patriots and Camille was a a cheerleader. And 
she quit the team because she was dating and it came out that Gronk and her were dating. So she had to quit the team. And so they're still together. And so like she becomes a sports illustrated swimsuit model. And then she does this like never not dancing thing. This hashtag never not dancing on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And she just exploded a social media star. And now she has her own jewelry line. She's the voice, uh, the female host of Wipeout. And she has a new dancing show coming out. Like, so I don't know. He may just be cool by saying, I'll follow you around. So like you followed me around, I'll follow you around. So I don't know if he wants to play. He doesn't need to play. He's got four rings. What's he need to play for? If Tom calls him up and says, hey, we're going to Miami, he's playing. Probably. Probably. <laughs> but I mean, he gets beat up. Tom doesn't get touched. I know. So it's a big ask. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. They like playing with each other, but I think it's tough from a like, you know, hey, give your body up again. Get lit up again. Yeah. Everyone goes low at your knees for another 17 weeks, you know, and then Brady's going to put you in places where you get your head knocked off. Yeah. You know, hey, hey Big we, G, we're going to Miami. Tom, my body hurts, man. Please. Yeah. Yeah. You leave know, me alone. My knees hurt. No, so that's my if he gets that call, he's going. I would agree with you. If Brady goes, if Brady gets traded and Tom calls him and says, I need you, I think he will wind up going. I don't think he goes back to Tampa, though. Tampa's no. I mean, like, no. why would he go to Miami and play? Miami looks like they're in a better position to be successful right now than Tampa does. I would agree. Tampa looks like scorched earth a little bit. Yes. Right well, I think also something happened that we don't. I mean, I think this is one of those. We'll get a book written in the next couple of months, years, maybe on what happened in year two to year one. Why did year one work and year two did not? And I mean, I think Arians, I think Brady had a lot of power. I don't think Bruce Arians was very comfortable with Tom Brady having the level of power that he had. I mean, he rode into town, won a championship, and egos change when that happens. People start to feel themselves and get a little more you know, broad chested and start saying, I want this. I want that. Do this. Do that. I'm the coach. Remember that whole thing about like, I'm the coach. I'll, de- I'll determine what's going to happen. All during the pandemic, we were like, "Ooh, okay." Well, how much of that trickled over? How much did Brady remember? Because he remembers everything, and how much he was like when they started losing. Like, okay, this guy ain't Belichick. I don't gotta listen to you. You know, you're my stepdad. I don't gotta, I don't gotta listen to you. Whoa. And then everything kind of went crazy. And then Brady's back, but he doesn't really want to be back, and he can't get Arians fired because he won a championship. So now he's like, "Get me out of here." Maybe I can see it hundred percent. I mean, we all during the pandemic when they were, we all thought, Oh, here's, you know, Brady flexing a little bit too much. Remember it was, it was all over Antonio Brown, like Brady wanted Antonio Brown and it didn't work. And then Antonio Brown runs off the field, takes his Jersey off that whole thing. Like for whatever reason, Tom Brady thinks that guy is like, you know, his brother <laughs> and he's really tight with Antonio Brown. So, you know, you got an injury to Godwin with his ACL injury where he should come back, but players coming back from knee injuries, especially receivers tough. Gronk doesn't want to play. Mike Evans is there. He got his money, but you know, how much is, how, what else is there? Offensive line. All that other stu- I was just going to say all that other stuff is well and good. We'll figure it out. I can, you know, like if I'm Brady, I'm thinking I'll get wide receivers to work with me. We'll figure it out, but okay, you better get that line. Right. <laughs> Marpet, right. Marpet retired. I mean, I'm there's a lot of questions. It. So yeah. I I mean, the, the Dolphin offensive line is not great either. So it's not like Tom's walking into a great situation with the right. Dolphins offensive line. So that's if he were to go there. But anyways, I don't think Brady's going to Miami. I, I think it's a lot of 
again, this is where I would buy into what you were talking about, about the retirement thing, that it was a power play for him. He wanted to get more control. He never really was retired. This also could be the same level of like, I'm going to saber rattle. You better, you better give me what I want yeah. <laughs> type, type of thing. I mean, maybe Miami made a phone call or two, but like, I'm sure the Dolphins are laughing about this going like, hmm. And they haven't shot it down, which is there. You know, that's true. So why would you know? go, even if it's not true? Because Tua gets that's to be, I mean, Tua's got to deal with the rumors. Man, Tua yeah. got that. He got that. He's got such a good attitude. He ain't. That's like true. That. He's so good about like, I mean, I know a lot of people from Hawaii and have mm-hmm. that mentality. I mean, he's just, it's going to be what it's going to be. If I got to do it here, I got to do it Tampa. I mean, I don't think he's going. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. So. I mean, he he got to be excited. They went and got him, you know, one A wide receiver in the NFL, and said, "Listen, we're going to get you the tools now. There's no more excuses. Here we go." Brian says that Brady would love to stick it to Belichick to say, "I'm the." Oh, there there is something to that. I I can't I can't totally discredit that. <laughs> Wait till the schedule comes out if he goes. Oh. Yeah, it just we're gonna have. I thought the AFC West was gonna be the best, you know, drama. Oh, AFC East, Patriots, Dolphins, I mean, Dolphins, Bills, all must watch television. All right, so let's talk about Duke last night a little bit here. Man, we'll see about the Peacocks. We'll watch Peacocks here a little bit, but better to book it. We'll talk about that game. Okay, Duke last night didn't miss. For the final 8.55 of the game, Duke didn't miss. Every shot went down for Duke. They win, they cover. And again, we talked about it yesterday. They now, after the end of the Michigan State game, and now last after last night, they're doing something, Dave, in the last four minutes of these basketball games where I thought they would go the other way and they'd get nervous. They're playing with a level of confidence that has me buying into the idea that this team's going to the final four. No question. I mean, you could just observing it. um, You can really see it. I mean, I just kept saying I was with JD and I kept saying grown ass men. Mm. These are, they're playing like grown ass men, which like you said, in those, in those crunch situations, you can go one of two ways Mm -hmm. and you figure a young team to, throw the ball away, miss a couple shots, things go awry, and they lose. No. They're like, all right, we got this. And they're winning the game. They're it was Texas win- Tech making the mistakes, not Duke. Right. It was Completely flipped the roles, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, now they're favored. Uh, I, I I wish I was holding a Duke Final Four ticket. Mm, absolutely. You know? 100%. Yeah. It's hard to believe, but I mean, you know, and all that like Coach K getting the calls and all that other narrative, those kids well, that, earned that it on the court. That did happen. But that did happen. I mean, they they, but, they got some calls. Yeah, they got some calls. But they always get calls. But right. it wasn't But it wasn't like egregious. It didn't decide the game. It, no. let, it let them cover. But I don't know, man. It's There is a scenario where Duke plays North Carolina in the Final Four. <laughs> okay. There is a that out loud. There is a scenario where Duke plays North Carolina in the final four in coach K's last year. 
after North Carolina beat Duke at Duke for the final home game in Coach K's coaching career where he was pissed, crying, and apologizing after the game. Yeah. You want to talk about must-see TV. Holy crap. (laughs) That would be the ultimate run it back. Damn. I mean, it would be a ratings bonanza. It would be a betting handle monster game all of the above if 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 they needed something for a saturday obviously that will be the second game of the day it will be electric i'm buying in i think i i i I, may be may end the whole thing today they could don't think they're going to yeah don't think they're going to i i'm Last night, I, I went two and two last night and I went the, the two bets I lost were betting against the teams I had bet on all year. And I'm mm. so pissed at myself. Mm. I bet on Arkansas and Houston all year, right? All freaking year. Yeah. Gets the two biggest game of the year. I bet against them, lost in both bet, lost both bets. Yeah. I mean, you picked Arkansas to win the SEC tournament. You were, mm-hmm. that, that was one of the teams. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can go find the social clip, Matt. But yeah, I remember you saying like maybe like almost a month ago, you said Arkansas could win this whole thing. Yep. And yep. I'm so pissed at myself because I said, all right, Gonzaga's finally going to show up. Right. They're finally going to do it. They're mm-hmm. finally going to show up. And Okay, it's like people are literally writing to you to talk to me about this because if you want to talk about Soapbox, I'll get on it here for a second if you want to. But where are you on Gonzaga's inability as a one seed to win this tournament? They blew it again. We actually talked about this on the show. We said I I was questioning why they get a one seed overall every year. Thank you. So, so, so Eli, who's writing at you to tell me that I'm wrong, that Gonzaga, it's time, get out of the West Coast Conference. Okay. Get out of it. Well, I don't know if they have to do that, but I I, I think that. Well, then why you're giving them a number one seed because they're walking through a garbage conference every year. Well, they go and play people. I get in November and December. They don't play anybody in January and February that really. Nobody does. Nobody plays outside the conference. No. In their conference, they're playing two decent programs, St. Mary's in San Francisco. Right. Okay. And then everyone else is a joke. Look at who Arkansas plays. Look at who Duke plays. Look at who the Big East goes up against. Look at the battle-tested nature of these teams in terms of playing in crucial moments. Gonzaga has been a number one seed for three straight tournaments. Okay. They've, they failed to make it out of the Elite Eight in two of the last three. They went one final game and everyone's like, oh, they went to a final game. Okay, they went to a final game. But Gonzaga gets, it's not, they're not tested enough. They need more kids that look like they play in the SEC who are battle tested, who are grinders, who can play in games like what was happening last night. Arkansas got everything they wanted to in that game. Everything they wanted. Pushed them around in that game. I've seen it. And look, if you want to leave them in the conference, leave them in the conference. That's fine. Stop rewarding them with one seeds. Stop saying on paper, stop giving them one seeds because they rip through their conference and go and finish with 30 wins. And it's like, oh my gosh, they have 30 wins. Stop giving them one seeds. Start to actually look at the full who they're playing and when they're playing them and judge Mark Few the way the Valley got judged for so many years. 
because I watched Creighton. I watched Wichita State. I watched Southern Illinois. I watched Missouri State. I watched so many of these teams who got hammered because of the conference they played in. Yet Gonzaga has been able to overcome that because of the success they have had in the dance. Did Dave freeze? Dave Frost. I thought he was just in trying. I thought that was just liking my rant. I thought so too. I guess he <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he was just enjoying my rant. Dave froze, which shouldn't be a surprise given the internet situations. But look, last night, I just want to make this perfectly clear. So people who are watching and listening to this back, you can fully understand what I am saying because it's hard to get context across on Twitter. I believe that Mark Few has to be judged based upon not the number of wins he is getting. Okay. They lost to Duke. They played Kentucky. I get those things that they're playing in the preseason in the non-conference or the pre-conference schedule. I understand all of these things. Okay. So I get this. I do. I understand where you say, well, look at their power ratings or look what they're doing. It's a frustration for me because Mark few, the idea is to win this thing. I watched the Creighton Blue Jays go to the Big East and it changed their entire trajectory. Wichita State went made the final four by leaving the Valley and going to the American. These things happen all the time where programs hit their ceiling and they need to go and find a different way. What they are doing, what Gonzaga is doing right now is not working for the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to win the tournament. They have accomplished everything else. And you could say, oh, it's so random. The tournament is so random. You never. Yeah, but this team's not being battle tested enough. This team is not getting tested enough consistently to learn about themselves through losses. In my this is like my, my life theory. My life theory is you learn way more about losing than winning. And when you win, 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 win consistently. And all of a sudden you get to the dance and take on a team like Arkansas, which has played Kentucky, which has played against teams on the road, Auburn and Tennessee and Alabama, teams on the road, had hard-fought games at home, seen your environment, seen you've been battle-tested and pushed to the limit. You know you've got that in you to come back and handle that belief. I didn't see a lot of belief in that Gonzaga team last night. I saw a lot of guys getting pushed and getting turned and not being actually able to believe they could come back. Chet Holgram looked like, and I know he's 19, Looked like he was scared to death in that game. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Can you hear? Can go. you hear me? Yes. Yep. I can hear you. Okay. I've got you like five. No, times I got an echo. Head. Oh, there oh, we I go. A, I got a wild echo. You yeah. have an echo. Yeah. Let me clear it's the layer and it'll go away. Okay. Cool. Uh, close the old one. And we should be fine. What did you hear? Hi. Where did we go? Oh, we're back. <laughs> we weren't fade to black. <laughs> Metallica on you. Um, nope, still there. Echo, still there. Yeah, it is. Anyways, wh- what did you hear last? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it's I don't remember. Okay. I was like, so I was, I was I listening am a, to you start the rant. Yeah, I am then, of a belief that Gonzaga has to be judged more harshly than they're being judged by the committee. In professional sports, seeds are earned. College sports are the only sport that we allow a committee to give somebody a seed or put somebody into a tournament. Okay, so it's two different things. 
two different things. But if you talk about like, because everyone wants to bring up like, I guess Marv Levy sucks as a coach, huh? Like, no, the Buffalo Bills earned their way into the playoffs. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are being given number one seats by these committees. And I don't think it needs to stop. It needs to, they need to start to be judged more harshly based upon the, they are walking asleep through their conference every year and they get into real trouble, into real moments. If the goal is to win a championship, if I'm Gonzaga, I'm looking around going, how do we get ourselves more quality opponents that we can earn and learn from our losses? (laughs) Because they're not losing enough in their conference. And I am a huge believer in you learn more from your losses than you do your wins. And last night, Gonzaga looked scared and Arkansas believed that they could beat them. I think they knew they could beat them and they went out and did it. Well, who, I mean, did Baylor look scared when they lost? How about Kentucky? No, but these are teams that won a championship. I mean, hold on. Baylor won a championship last year. Kentucky won it in 2012. Where's Gonzaga's ring? Well, it, you know how hard it is to win this thing, right? I mean, there's sure a lot of good teams that never you won. You know how many one but when you have one seeds, you keep on blowing one seeds. It's time to stop giving them one seeds. Well, that's a committee thing. Okay. It's not a Gonzaga thing. Sure I mean, it is. Gonzaga's doing what they can do. But it's a committee thing. Okay, so fine. then you so then if you go down that line, the committee will then adjust and then Gonzaga will have to get out of the West Coast Conference and go to a different conference. Why? You can win this thing from a two seed. You can win this thing from an eight seed. Sure, absolutely. But they haven't. Gonzaga has it. No. Right. And the whole point is to win the whole thing. You, Mark you know Few just, where Gonzaga is, right? It's a, yes. It's, a Mark, school in it's in ups, Spokane, Washington. I know. Yeah. Mark, Mark 3,000 kids. I get it. Mark Few. Duke's only about 2,800. But it, the, yeah, but the Duke's, come on. Okay, well, I mean, before Coach K showed up, Duke was Gonzaga. I mean, that was a very, very similar thing. It's a tiny little private school with a bunch of rich kids that go to go to Duke. Exactly. So to me, if you look at where Gonzaga is in the pecking order of college basketball, okay, it's incredible where they are. I'm not knocking anything of the accomplishment. It's an amazing accomplishment, but they've done everything else except win this thing. They've done everything else. So the goal is to win this thing. And that ultimately is what they're trying to do. They're not getting tested in January and February enough. They're just not. To win this tournament, you have to have a level of test, a level of, of scar tissue that this right. team is not getting in their conference. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that track record maybe speaks for itself. Yeah. But- so people who are all mad at me for what I said last night, uh, I don't, I, I, I be mad at me. Okay. But Gonzaga needs. I've seen it with Creighton. I saw it with which with Wichita State. I saw it with. Um, I saw it with Houston. I've seen it with all these programs who get opportunities. Now those three schools haven't won at all. I get it. Before you say, well, they haven't won championships. I get that. But they elevated their entire program to be more successful in March after they switched conferences. Wichita State went to a Final Four after leaving the Valley and going to the American. Okay, They started playing more difficult games, more difficult opponents. They learned more about themselves than going you know, 14-2 and two in your conference every year. And that's what Gonzaga does. The, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same res- expecting a different result. If they want to win it all, I believe they've got to leave the West Coast Conference. If they want to win, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, but I, I think from it's it's more than just you know winning a NCAA basketball championship for a small school like that, a conference like that. 
Well, what's left? They've done everything else. There's nothing left. The whole sales pitch to every player that they're going and trying to to acquire is come help us get over the hump, get us to a national championship. And they've lost in the sweet 16 and the elite eight in two of the last three years. They went to the final game in the other one and lost. Right. But those are as one seeds last three years as one seeds. And this guy just set the record for the number of consecutive appearances in the NCAA tournament. They're just walking into the dance. So I think take the hard road. And the next question would be obviously, where would they go? And I get that point. Okay. I still think the Gonzaga should have looked at the, at the big East and tried to make a bigger push to to have it be at the old Catholic conference. And Travel would have been something. Yeah, it's not yes, even travel would have been, but you could have taken San Francisco and Gonzaga, and you could have had a conversation with a couple other schools, potentially Loyola Chicago and others. You could have created the first ever nationwide basketball conference. It was being talked about. It was being called the, the Catholic conference that Gonzaga could have been in the big East, but they said, no, they, I mean, that was Gonzaga said, no, they said, we're going to stay in the West coast conference. It was Okay. You guys are going to stay there. That's fine. And, you know, we'll figure, you know, we're not going to do other things. But like in order to take Gonzaga, you have three teams in. You know that. Yes, they did. And they got another win other than their own. Correct. But not consistent. Three teams in is not consistent. It's two. And if they have a good year, it's three. But the bottom of that conference and the West Coast Conference is is awful. When those teams were in the Missouri Valley, how many teams did they get in? Valley on a good year, Valley, we get three teams in. In a good year, it was like usually this year. one the, or two. This is a good year for the West Coast Conference. It's the same thing. On a good year, Valley gets three teams in. Now they get one or two most likely consistently in, just like the West Coast Conference. We'll get If St. Mary's has a down year, they're going to have one team in most times. San Francisco was a little bit of a fluke to get into the dance. Right. Santa Clara's been in. I mean, in the past. It, it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, it's... it's, it's I don't know. I don't think it's just an automatic, like, oh, go to the Pac-12 so you can get beat up in the regular season. Pac-12 wouldn't take them. But I, I mean, I would love I mean, to see it. I, I, mean, I, I do think that would incredibly help them. I think it would be enormously helpful for them to go play UCLA on the road, to go play USC on the road, to go play Oregon on the road, Oregon State on the road in February and January. E- enormously helpful for them in the dance. Huge right. growth opportunities for them to go play those types of programs. It would be I think they would win the national championship if they were in a power five conference like that because they would, because their talent is so good. They recruit at the elite level and they're not winning their, their recruiting class every year is top five yet. They're not winning at all. And that's the barometer. That's what's left. They've done everything else except win it all. Right. So it's, I mean, you're at this huge monster peak, like so few programs ever get to where they're at and they're just a little bit short every single time. And to me, I think what closes the gap is actually playing games in January and February on the road that really, really matter. And I'm not talking about playing at St. Mary's where there's 6,000 people in the building. and It's a high school gym talking like a real hard road game to go play in conference. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if that, I mean, Going to different conference, I don't think it makes them a shoe in to win a national championship. You know how hard it is to win this thing. I mean, of course, six games, three venues, pressure mounts as you go. I mean, it's pretty random. It's, aren't I mean, they it's, in the upper echelon of programs? Based like, on they, talent, aren't I mean, they in the upper, upper, like top 10 programs in college basketball? 
They all, everyone that they're being compared to has a championship. They all have them. Gonzaga's got zip. They're the Buffalo Bills of college basketball. They're the Toronto Maple Leafs of, of the, of the NHL of, of college basketball. Yeah. There's definitely teams. I saw those comparisons yesterday on. That's who they are. It's brutal. Yeah. The, yeah. They're the Maple Leafs and the Bills. I mean, it's so do you want to be compared with them or do you want to change something and be different? It's not that easy. That's what I'm trying to tell to you. To change conferences? Yes. Oh, it's more easy than you think. In today's world, it's very simple. Conference champion. If Gonzaga said we're shopping, yeah. I mean, the Mountain West Conference takes them in two seconds. They have 3,000 kids that go to a school. It's a small Religious whole, school. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's about eyeballs. It's not about the school. Okay. You, you offer about a basketball it's about team. They, so they, what, they can't go to a big conference. What are they going to do? They don't have football. They don't have another. They don't need they have a little school. They need eyeballs. Gonzaga brings tons of eyeballs. That's all that would matter. Baylor is a tiny Baptist school, and they're in the Big 12. It, it's all about eyeballs. Right. It's, it's about attention. It's Gonzaga joining during the West Coast Conference would happen tomorrow if they wanted to. If they told the West Coast Conference we want to come in, hundred percent they take them tomorrow. Yep, Who? we'll figure it out. West Coast Conference, what you, they're in the West Coast Conference, are they not? So I'm, I'm assuming the Mountain West Conference. Excuse me, the, the Mountain oh. West Conference takes them tomorrow. If they were available, if Gonzaga said we want to go to the Mountain West Conference, done. Mountain West takes them, hundred percent. We'll restructure everything. We'll change our entire scheduling to accommodate Gonzaga. Right. It would be huge for that conference to come in. And even that conference isn't like, isn't unbelievable, but we've seen it with UNLV. You can make a championship game. You can see a final four. You can build a program. <laughs> you know, they didn't win. No, I mean, how many conference, how many national championships does Mountain West teams have? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, you've already thought long and hard. UNLV golf, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, All them years. They well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, isn't and look Tark, at them now? Isn't Tark Mark Few? Isn't Tarkanian? Isn't Mark Few the Tarkanian of Gonzaga? You only get these guys once. You get a Hall of Fame. I mean, Coach K and Duke. Let's see where Duke goes. Like you get these elite guys. You get these once in a generation type coaches once. You're gonna blow it if you're Gonzaga. You've got Mark Few. This guy's got probably ten years nowhere. left. Right. He's not going anywhere until he right. retires. Right. But it would so, be wise to change what you are doing because what you are doing is not leading you to winning a national championship. We've seen it enough. They've been a one seed the last three years. That is a maybe gift. Maybe put them as a two seed. Right. Maybe put them as a yeah, two seed. Yeah, but the one seed is the easiest path to winning it all. That's The one seed is it, the difference. But, if you look historically, the difference between a one seed and a two seed, it's actually a huge difference. Yeah, it's a so, monster mathematical difference in probability to win it all. Maybe the committee has to go. Why we keep giving this team a one seat? Fine, Maybe we should and give that someone was my else point. an opportunity. And if you want to know where that where the whole Twitter thing came from, that was my point exactly. That yeah. Mark Few needs to be judged more critically and harshly for his thirty win record, and they need to stop giving these this team one seeds just because they played Duke in Kentucky in November. It's a much different time when you get to March. Different season, different teams. They don't get, they're the same team kind of all year where other teams are constantly getting better. You know better how hard it is to get them on the schedule? Gonzaga will play anybody anywhere up until conference play. What is the advantage for some schools to play? That's Gonzaga? actually not true. They won't play anybody anywhere. They play, that's why they've started playing a lot of these games in non, in, in on, on neutral, in neutral sites. sites. They, yeah. they play here in Vegas all the time. They yeah. won't go to Duke. 
it's a huge recruiting thing for them. Yeah, but it's not like they you don't want to go said, to. Duke. But you just said anywhere, anywhere. They're not going to play anybody anywhere. They want to play. You ask Mark Few and them up there. I guarantee yep. they say we'll go to Duke and play. Nope, they want a home and home. Lose? I've seen the stories. They want a home and home. They, of like, course well, they do. Okay, it's so a business. But, but Duke's what not going mean? there. But, so, but Duke's not going there. Of course. So, so now <laughs> what do you do? Exactly. Well, then you play you them on neutral. Then you go through as a right. business. Then, then you They're go to neutral courts. Going right. They come to Vegas. There was twenty thousand. But that's not anybody there. anywhere. You can't say that Gonzaga will play anybody anywhere. They that's will. Not true. No. They will. They want if the you return come back and play Okay, with us, but so that's we not benefit from it. But that's not what happens in college basketball. That's you know. They, oh, to go, so now the big guys. Hold on. Get they to could play Duke everything. if Duke okay. said we'll play you in Cameron. We're not going back. If they said yes to that, that is we'll play anybody anywhere. That's what that. Why means. would they do that? But that's not we. Pl- I'm I'm with Why you. Why would they do that? As a I business? agree. But then They're you can't the say one team in the country. I would agree. You got to come and play us at our place true. too. But you can't say what you just said. Then it's not anybody anywhere. That's not they, true. There's strings they attached. Take the show on the road. They come to Vegas. They go Correct. play in Texas. Yep. They go play in the Bahamas. They will play in Hawaii. Neutral. Neutral. They don't yep. care. Right? Because that way. Someone might actually play them. The big guys don't want it. Whoa, I'm not going to Gonzaga. What if right. I go there and lose? We'll get exposed. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying that. I'm not debating that point. But my point is conference play, you have no choice. You're making my point for me. In conference play, there's no them choice. Going to the Mountain West is not going to help them. Oh, I just win a national championship. Disagree. I disagree. I, I think it will. Okay. I, I, I think it, you'll play against tough them games. Against, yeah, the games against Colorado State. They're gonna they're gonna 100%. help them that much. But games 100%. against UNLV is gonna help them when they're win good. A national yes. championship. When they're good. Right. Yes. Hundred percent. Right. I would agree with that. When UNLV is good, absolutely. When Colorado State's a really well coached team, that, that's a good team. That's a tough team to face. It would yeah. absolutely help them over playing Pacific, playing San Diego. I mean, these teams are. How many national championships has Kansas won? In their history? No. Look, no, just recently. I mean, you well, can Bill, go back. Bill Self won it. all that stuff. How many has he won? He's won two rings, right? Bill Self at Kansas? I don't know. Yeah, he's won two. I mean, they're in the. There's you can't compare to the Big 12. I mean, the, 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 the Big 12 is producing champions consistently. Consistently coming out. The, the, the Big 12 got championship caliber teams coming out. Championships, not championship caliber teams. Championships. You they said the, it's going to help last them win year. a championship. Yeah. Last they have, they have the defending champ. Big 12's got the defending champ. Right. Other than Baylor last year, how many championships they won? In the Big 12? Let's look just, at just in the last I, I, 20 years. Probably three. Baylor. And who else? Hold on. Uh, college basketball champ. Since 2000. Um, let's see. Texas Tech. Mm. Um, Almost. Texas. I mean, Texas Tech mm. played for a national championship. Right. Didn't win. You said win. No, no, no. I know. We're talking about winning. Zag has played in them. Oh. Championships won. I'm trying to think of the teams. West Virginia. Uh-uh. Well, Kansas. I mean, Oklahoma. Uh-uh. Oklahoma State. Uh-uh. I mean, they're battle-tested. They've, they've won six national championships. They've won two since the Big 12 came into existence. Okay. Kansas has won one, and Baylor won the other. Yeah. Yep. It's two more than what the West Coast Conference said. So we're talking about championships now, winning it all, winning the whole damn thing. Okay. I, I don't think them going to the Mountain West is going to help them win a championship. I do. 
It gets I just them. think the committee has to start questioning okay. the automatic We're, we're one saying bid. the same thing. Yeah, we're saying the and, same thing. And yes. giving them the overall one bid. Yes. Every single year. Yes. They keep saying they're the overall one bid because they went 15 and one or sometimes 14 and two. Yes. I mean, it's one of the it's one of the standards. And like, you know, as you as you look at this, the the odds to win it all, you have to put Gonzaga low because, you know, they're going to be a one seed. You have to do that in December. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But yeah. every risk room, you saw the tweet. The yeah. guys at the win bet <laughs> were celebrating. Patrick Evans' tweet was great. Yeah, Mo, it was, Mo was celebrating. Yeah. They were literally high fiving when Gonzaga yeah. lost. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, you just know. Like yep. it's you take the bets, you take the bets, you take the bets. You don't move the number because you don't think they can win. So the committee needs to to, to change their course of action. I think. Amen. I, I that more than tweet. Gonzaga. Agreed. That was my that was my tweet. I disagree in point two, but we agree on point one that the committee needs to start judging Mark Few and Gonzaga more harshly by what they're yeah. giving them for seedings. Cause it's, it's not, they're not. What do proving. you do if you're him? I mean, you, you Mark Few, keep, because he keeps getting kids to go there, but at what point does that go? I think they need to change the type of kid that they're recruiting. I think they need tougher kids, more physical kids. It's hard mm-hmm. to recruit to, and that's where your point is accurate. It's hard to recruit to Gonzaga. There's not a lot going on in Spokane, Washington. It's a hard place to recruit again. I mean, you got a kid looking at Oregon, looking at Washington, you know, in Seattle, looking at UCLA, looking at USC. It's a tough, I mean, you're recruiting the same caliber of kid. And that's why they've gone international because it's easier to convince a kid playing internationally to come play and live in Spokane, Washington, than it is for a kid, you know, who is from Washington state, who's looking at Seattle and going like, I can play in the PAC 12 and go play at Washington or go play at Gonzaga. It's hard. I tell the kids all the time that I coach, if you're getting good practices and you're going to be, have ambitions to play on the next level, what happens on the court and winning championships? It's very hard and it's very random. So a kid that was determining whether he should go to Gonzaga should know he's getting a, you know, pretty good coach in Mark Few. He's getting good reps. and. My question would be, am I going to get a chance to get drafted and go play in the NBA? I can't think of too many guys that went to Gonzaga that have been really successful NBA guys. Well, Rui last night hit for us. Uh, Hachimura came in. Um, Most of the high, high level Gonzaga kids are role players. They've been first round picks. They've been lottery picks. They haven't become a superstar, but they're... You know, he he has a track record of putting players into the league and being, I mean, you know, Adam Morrison was a bust, but right, you know, he's he's put kids who have been drafted very highly into the league. Well, that has to as long as that is consistently that's happening, all he needs. I think. Yep, that's right. What they do I in mean, the like, league is not Mark Few's problem. Like he just he puts them there and that's how he recruits. Hey, do I you mean, like if next? you're Chet, are you coming back or are you going to the NBA? I mean, he's he going is- to the NBA. He has to. He better go now because he'll he'll start to get more exposed more and more if he doesn't go out now. Wow. That kid got exposed in this tournament. That kid got exposed. That's that's, I mean, like I, if I was him, if I was his advisors, I'd be like, man, you got to come back. You got to get, he didn't hit a single three in the whole tournament. He was, he was, he was bad. All three games. He was bad. I thought he had a couple of those foul calls were bad yesterday on him, but like at the same time, 
I mean, he against grown men. How's he going to do it? I mean, he can't even come in the paint. Mm-mm. Broken in half. Ooh. Yep. I totally, I totally agree with that. Uh, real quick here, because I, I love this story. Did you see that North Macedonia beat Italy yesterday? Oh, only via tweet. Yeah. What was the number? Was it gigantic? It was insane, but it's the fact that Italy misses the World Cup in back-to-back World Cups for the first time ever. They weren't in the World Cup last time. They won't be in the World Cup this time. But North Macedonia, like, winning 1-0 in extra time, complete in total stunner on the international soccer stage. Right. And I just love the reaction of the fans, the fans in the crowd. I didn't watch a single second besides the highlight of the goal. But, I mean, it was like this cathartic release that North Macedonia, this country that I don't think 95% of Americans could identify on a map, if you said point out North Macedonia, they probably wouldn't be able to do it. On a blank map, I couldn't do it. And just I'm not, good at geography, but I couldn't do it. Right just now. knocked out Italy from the World Cup for a second straight World Cup. That explains. I got a text from somebody that I heard from in a while, and they said, uh, no Italia. And I was like, what are, they, what are you talking about right now? But bye bye. I know why. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, never happened. First time ever that the Italy, the, the Italians will not qualify for back-to-back World Cups. You think of people in Gonzaga are mad about losing. <laughs> Italy is real mad. Yeah, that's man. mad. That's country mad. That's, that's full-blown that's country. Some, that's yeah. That's some. Oh man, that's bad. Ain't nobody going to watch a World Cup there. No, in Italy, nah. They'll they'll be like, see ya. Okay, nah. talk to me in 2026. <laughs> with part. that, that had to be part. a huge price. Oh my lord. To win outright, yes, 500, 600, easy. To get the outright win, yeah. I mean, to draw, USA drew, had a draw with Mexico last night in Mexico City. The United States fans, by the way, the U.S. fans had to have a police escort to walk to the arena. What was the score? 0-0 zero, zero or 1-1? One, 0-0. One? Zero, zero. No score. Mm. But that was a good result for the Americans. So they'll play on Sunday. If they get a win on Sunday, that pretty much, I think, punches their ticket to get into the World Cup. Right. So things are tracking well for the for the U.S. to play in the World Cup, which is cool. Booked a couple of those, man. I bet them, like, I used to tell people all the time, like, don't, just don't waste the money. You, the world, they're not <laughs> hard. Like, and it, it get, people get caught up in, like, in, you know. Yeah, betting on the Americans, and and right, your pride. And, and you're just, like, you're taking the bets and you're like, it, it made bad. We were joking if the U.S. would have won the World Cup, like, I think it was. 22, 18, 14, I think we were we were buried on the U.S. And a guy in the back was like, man, if the U.S. wins, we're going to have to close. We're all going to get fired. <laughs> like, the U.S. isn't winning. Everybody yeah. relax. Calm yeah, we're, we're good. US yeah. So we told you guys about the Suns. You did a video on this this morning. <laughs> so I got, I got the Suns plus six and a half in game last night. Tremendous. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. In the third quarter, plus six and a half. Booker goes nuclear in the fourth oh. quarter. They don't just win the game. They win by 10 against the Nuggets. They ripped them. in the fourth quarter is so impressive. Like, I mean, because they teams hang around team. I mean, they battle. It's not like yeah. they're, it's not, they're not doing what the Celtics are doing right now. Like no. they're not just winning by 20 from, you know, uh, like JD would say, box to wire beginning right. to end. Um, but, but man, like, with these lines, like we saw it. We didn't even know Paul wasn't, was going to come back and play. We mm. did this show yesterday. Yeah. We're like, yeah, plus four is, did that is leak? Wrong. 
Is that why plus four went to plus one? Do you of think? Course. Or just okay? Yes, they bet that first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that move down. came first, right. then the line dropped. Yeah, which means that the bets came, or a book may have heard it and moved it. But yeah, that was. But I mean. <laughs> I don't know. We said it yesterday. It was the ninth time, right? They were eight, seven and one as a dog. There's only what eight games left for them, or nine games. They ain't gonna be a dog again. They shouldn't be a dog again. They may not be a dog again in this season, even in the playoffs, depending where they play. I mean, maybe against Golden State on the road, maybe they might be like plus one, plus two, but. They're the odds-on favorite to win the whole thing right now. And yeah. I mean, I'm sitting on a four to one ticket for them and a 10 to one ticket for the Celtics. Let's have them play each other in the final. <laughs> and, I, and I'll have a fun NBA finals to we're watch going. the two of them play. We're going if that's if that's in the Phoenix? final, we're going. Oh, yeah. 100 percent Because going. we'll yeah, we we can we'll call our boy Doug Franz in, in Arizona and we'll say, go get us tickets. Figure this out. Let's go. We'll, we're going. All right. I'm game. 100 percent Let's do it. We'll go down there, hang out. Gonna be a blast because Arizona got bounced. So my dream of Arizona for our props, Arizona guys, <laughs> being in the Final Four got trashed last night. I was like, man, they ran yep. into a complete buzzsaw. Uh, Houston Cougars. I I went for a walk and ran into Peacocks and my buddy Michael <laughs> Cap said, "Now you got to do a video with the Cougars." He told me, "Where could you find two Cougars? months ago?" That he was betting the Cougars to win it all at 60 to one or something. Wow. And he told me, you better get on it. I was like, all right, Michael, I will. And I totally forgot Oops. amongst everything else. So he reminded me again. He's like, now nah, I'll be impressed if you do a video with a Cougar. And I said, all right, I'll find one. Uh, I don't want you to find a Cougar. If they get to the final four, female version, fine, but not a, not a, oh, cougar. that's a result at double entendre okay. working when he said it. But <laughs> I was like, man. You go to yeah. a bar and, you know, just go on, you go to Fremont Street, you can find plenty. So, a lot of cougars. Yeah, a lot of cougars running around Fremont Street. So, you can do that, but <laughs> not, not an actual cougar. Like, let's not right. go with an actual. Oh, man. That would, not, that would make for a bad video. Yeah. <laughs> just walk yeah. up on a cougar here in Vegas. Oh, um, that cougar's going to be chained up. I ain't going to near no cougars, like, for real, real. I, you know, nuts. it's funny because I think the only place I've seen cougars is at the, tiger rescue for yep. Sig for Siegfried and Roy. Yep. I think they have cougars there. So you could do a video there. Technically. Oh boy. You could go, you, you could go and actually do a video there. All right. Props.com story of the day. Yesterday we did the American league Cy Young today. I want to do the national league Cy Young race here mm. and the race is much. Well, it's, it's, it's better names. How about that? But Jacob deGrom is still a big favorite here to win the American league, to win the national league. Cy Young Scherzer with the Mets at eight to one. You've got deGrom at three, at three and a half or four to one Corbin Burns with the Brewers at eight to one Walker Bueller with the Dodgers eight and a half to one Zach Wheeler with the Phillies at 10 to one. Doesn't it feel like, the National League Cy Young race is going to be way more volatile and it's going to be all over the place. Oh, for sure. That you can just wait and bet this during the season. I mean, you can, but you can take it. You can take it. So, uh, yes, you can wait. Okay. But like if DeGrom gets out to an early start, 
you're not going to get this Degrom number. You know what At I mean? Four to one, nearly four to one. Like, yeah, it's gonna. It, there's certain guys. It's gonna come down quick, and it ain't gonna go back up. That's the problem with these okay. things. Um, but yes, and they'll be. You know, <laughs> Zach Wheeler's eleven to one right now. Will it be higher? Yeah, probably when the Phillies realize that they don't have anybody to catch the ball. <laughs> and he can't win enough games to win the Cy Young. <laughs> and, and, you know, it'll be it'll be 25 to 1 in June. Mm. So, yeah, the volatility of this one will be good because there's more good guys, right? The yep. list is deeper. Deep, way deeper, way yeah. better. There's yeah. Much so, we were talking about yesterday. There's so many better starting pitchers in the National League than the American League. It's crazy. Yeah. So it it, it will. Um, it's a fun thing to, like, just keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because it doesn't do – um, nearly the handle that you would think it does the way we talk about it. But I mean, during baseball season, it's long. There's not a lot of other stuff going on. So we talk about it a lot. Now I'm finding that more out being a content guy and not a book guy anymore. We put these things up and like you'd move them once a week because somebody might want to come and bet something Hmm. where we talk about it, you know, on a regular basis or somebody has a good start and now it's like, oh, did you see their Cy Young Award odds adjusted? A lot of times we would just move stuff around to see if anybody was paying attention. Or <laughs> seriously, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, we would we would just move these things around. Like somebody had a good start that you didn't really think could win. So you kind of move the price up. Hopefully you got a better two on them, you know, just huh. to kind of increase volume. So it's, I mean, a season long award for a sport that has 162 games. You got to move odds around to try to get bets on. And it's a voting award too. Right. It's not on the field award. It's an off the field award. So exactly. Not only are you handicapping the season the pitcher is having, you have to handicap the voting, the voting population as to the worst. What are they going to consider to be of value? You know, is it wins? Is it strikeouts? Is it appearances? Is it, you know, more in-depth analytics or is just straight ERA? Like what's, what, what are they going to value as actually making them, making them the best pitcher? So makes it a much more difficult market. Much, very much. much so. I, I do not like betting Cy Young. I do not like betting MVP for that very reason. <laughs> like I just, well, you see those things really start to like after the all-star break mm-hmm. is when you really have to, as the book, you got to really manage them tighter because then stories and narratives start to fit the actual voting results. And then those bets come in randomly on a Tuesday in late July. Somebody comes in and wants a bet a nickel or a dime on, you know, Corbin Burns to win the National League MVP or Cy Young. And you're like, okay, hold on. What is he doing? Okay, yes. Give him that bet. Move that down. Move the other ones up right away. And so the moves come more after the all-star break for this stuff than before. All right. So let's get to the prop bet of the day brought to brought you by betprep.com. So yesterday we finally hit, we launched with Jenna Garcia, this prop bet of the day. And I'm feeling horrible for her because we're, we're giving this information. She's, she's the one putting it on TikTok for us. So it's our play. It's our betprep.com, our simulation, what our simulation is telling people to bet. So it's not her play. So when she says we, that's what she means on TikTok and Instagram at betprops on Instagram and TikTok. That's what she means. We are picking. 
So this is the we part of it, the betprep.com, the props.com. This is our play of the day. And she's the one presenting it for us on social media. And first three days, L, L, L. She's like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? So finally, we get Rui Hachimura scores 10 points yesterday. Even without Middleton and Giannis playing for the Bucks. we still got there, which was a big like, uh-oh, going into that game. Under 14 and a half hits. Never worried. Easy. Come on. Yep. So we got there. Now, here we go. Maybe Jack. we're on something we're here. We're back. Come on. Our prop bet of the day Utah Jazz Mike Conley. They're going under 14 and a half points, minus 120 at Fandle. The reason is 15 or less in two. Uh, sorry, sorry, scored 15 or more in two of the last nine, scoring 10.7 points per game. Two of the last eight has gone to 15 points or more when his team's a favorite. Four out of the last 11 scored 15 points or more on the road. He's averaging 10.9 points per game. In Mitchell's only game this year against Charlotte, he put up 14 points. He did stay under this number. Charlotte's been pretty stingy, though, with point guard third out of 30 teams for allowing point guards to score. How do we feel about under 14 and a half for Mike Conley tonight for the Jazz? Oh, uh, what's the total in that basketball game? 228. They're on the road. They've been getting smashed. He has smashed. Scoring. Um, what is his points total prop? 14 and a half. Here. It is 14 and a half, or is it? Minus 128 Fandle. Um, man, it's just these games against Charlotte. The games with Charlotte are so high scoring, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's already 13 and a half. It's good. Oh, it's dropping. Yeah, it's 13 and a half. Good. Um, with the under juice now. So you got 14 and a half under. Like it. I like it too. I like it. Our yep. Chances are going 2 and 0 oh after an 0 oh and 3 start. End the week strong. They got a 2 and 3 mark. So we'll take that. I'm with you. I will ride that. Mike Conley under 14 and a half points. I do not like the way the Jazz have been playing, even though they, he did score 14 points in the first matchup against Charlotte. Maybe he scores 14 points again, and then we get there and we go under. So 14 may be the number that you want to get over. Four-point road favorites today. Utah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you want to lay four with them right now? Not right now. Road? Hell no. Not right now. Not with Utah. They'll probably, I mean, they, they'll probably win this game by 20 now. Probably. I mean, given the way the league is... Right. Is, is is going right now. All right. Big better to book it. Let's roll through all these games here. All right. We got all of them. Everyone's been waiting for this. They've all been clamoring and getting getting all pissy pants. By the way, we did not coordinate these bright colors, but I gotta say the screen's popping right now. Yes. It looks it looks like a uh um a, a Florida sunshine. It does. Like yeah, we should be we should be in South Beach. All right. St. Peter's and Purdue is still not on the board on Fat Fandle. It's a back for you. Let me click refresh. This is crazy. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why it's so weird. We got a response back. No, it's not. It's not up right now. And no one's telling you why. I haven't got an answer back. I have no idea, but that's weird. I mean, did they have any? Uh, they're not even involved in any boosts or anything up at the top either. So strange. 
something's up right now with this number. I don't know what it, what's going on, but something very strange is going on with St. Peter's and Purdue right now. And when it gets put back up, I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be 13, 12 and a half, somewhere in that range, you know, what it was. But let's start with the total in this game. St. Peter's on National Peacock Day, maybe, maybe not. I think this game is going to be up-tempo. I think this game is going to have scoring. I'm going to bet the over 133 here because there's nobody on the entire roster for St. Peter's over 6'8". Purdue's got a seven, two kid. <laughs> like yeah. this is, this is going to be easy for Purdue to score. And the only way St. Peter's is going to be in this game is if they can do what they did to Kentucky, which is score 85 points. Kentucky was one thirty two. I got one thirty three. That game went over by 32 points, 85, 79, the win against Murray state. It was one twenty eight and a half. That game went over by a point and a half. Uh, St. Peter, Peter scored 70 points. So 85 and 70 being scored against Texas. Purdue scored 81 points. I think we got points coming here on this game. I'm going over 133 for St. Peter's and Purdue. Betting and booking it. Oh, man, we'll bet it. I'm just going through the line history and stuff of a bunch of places. And this thing opened up 136, 135 and a half. It's down to 133. We're going to need the same side as the book if we go over this one. Um, did you pick a side yet? I didn't look. Did you pick didn't, a side in this game? I, I'm not going to touch this side. I, I think this is actually the right number. I, I think it could get away from St. Mary's in the second half. St. Peter's. So sorry, St. Peter's. Sorry for St. Peter's. I think this game could get. I I don't see, know you got how St. Mary's on the mind because yeah, you know that yeah, conference yeah, is a good conference. Yeah. St. Mary's is a good team. How do how does how does Purdue get stopped in the paint today? Is my problem. Uh, I think they I, miss I, shots. I, it ain't because St. Peter's is stopping them. <laughs> dunk, sure. dunk, dunk. I mean, I, I just might think, be a lot of interior points. I think yeah. this is alley oop central. This is the only way St. Peter's is going to be able to play is just go run, 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 up tempo, shoot threes. It it's got to be their three against against Purdue's two. That's how I see St. Mary's. St. Peter's winning this game. I I don't know. I I seen it. I told you yesterday. I've seen it when you change venues and you get two really improbable wins. You go home, you're a big man on campus. Signed go, a wing deal. A guy signed signs a, a wing deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. So, and then how does that factor in? How do you deal with the fact you go from a nobody to a somebody? Now you're on the court. Now your ego's in play. You get spanked. I think Purdue kills them. But I think the point, really? I think the points go up. I I, I think it's yeah. like an I think it's like a 150 total. I like over. I will we'll go over. I hope St. Peter's covers. I really that I mean this story be awesome. would just be we just I want to see him win. Yeah, forget um, cover. How about win? Everyone's betting them to win. It'd Everyone. be so much fun if they won. Be awesome. Be absolutely awesome if they won. I don't they think they're going to. No, no shot now. Not if Purdue plays the way they're capable of defensively. That's that's the problem. That's the only reason why this game won't go under, won't go over, is because if Purdue just like holds them to forty five points. You trust Purdue to be laying thirteen points? No, absolutely not. That's, that's why. Been, I mean, size advantage, all that other stuff. I mean, I Kemp don't um, trust them to to to. to yeah, Kempom has it as a total of one thirty six, and Kempom has it as a ten point win for Purdue. 
So yeah, if you want to go by that. That seems kind of fair, but. That's I why I feel that. more comfortable with the over that I do with Purdue covering or St. Peter's to cover late game, jack and threes at the buzzer type of thing. I, I think Purdue wins by 10. The question is, can they win by 13, 14, 15 to cover? This would be a fascinating. I mean, if you guys listen to the show, new to the stuff, watch this thing. You don't have to make bets. Just watch this in game. It'll be both side and total. This is one of those games that, like, you don't get this rare, this late, meaningful basketball game with such a contrast. So spread is 12 and a half, 13. The total is only 133. Ugh. It should be, you know, it's it, this. We did it yesterday with a couple games. Like with Duke. Duke and Duke over. in the over, right? Yeah. Look, right. Right. I mean, like, that's it. it was, Duke in the over. And Houston in the under. Yep. It was going to be, if that was the way it was going to come in, like, this is one of those things, but this may go opposite. Like it's not dog and under favorite. No, right. It's dog and over under and favorite. It, right. Because yeah. Purdue puts up 70 and St. St. Peter's puts up 56, maybe, you know, right. yeah. and it stays under. Yep. But it's a blowout. So yep. it's, it, it's a fascinating study in the whole thing. Yeah. Watch. I mean, I think you're going to be able to get what, what I hope is that we get to a Purdue or sorry, a St. Peter's start fast. They score a bunch of points early. Number goes down to like a five and we can bet Purdue minus five. Take them, take them less than two possessions. In Might game. see the waterfall gif if you see that. Yeah, that's, 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 that, that's, that's how I would. In, bam. Yeah, that's how I would play it. If, if, if you get off to a fast start and St. Peter's is, is up to come in and hammer to see you know, and that, that cost me, I had three, I hit three in-game bets yesterday, but the one bet I did miss is that I did jump. Um, I did jump in on, no, I said I went three and two. Sorry. I went three and two of that. Cause I, I bet halftime Gonzaga and I bet halftime Arizona and right. both lost. Yeah. So you had the waterfall gift for the Gonzaga or Arizona. Which Gonzaga one. one. It Gonzaga was just one. The, the way that half ended. I was like, Oh boy, here's the yeah. number. And this is when you sit in a book and you just let everybody bet to one side. It was fully four, know. right? It was, it was, that was four. Was second. it? You just knew that that Arizona was. Arizona like, was minus two and a half. Gonzaga was minus four. I was like, okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, possible that right. they can still lose the game and come back and keep yeah. it close. Uh-uh. <laughs> both <laughs> games, both bets went bye-bye quickly. Yeah. It was like, I knew I was in trouble after the, after the first TV timeout. I was like, oh, no. For the uh, Arkansas Gonzaga game, both of them, Arizona, Arizona, Houston, and Arkansas Gonzaga. So, so I was watching it, and and I said the same thing because we were on the air with Gabe and Cam and stuff, and I'm like, we'll know, you know, as soon as they get to the first TV timeout. And I was like, Arkansas is winning this game. (laughs) I said it right after that. I was like, man, I don't want no Gonzaga, nothing. Now that's it. Get far, far away. Yep. All right, game two. I am riding with. The one that brought me here. I'm now taking Providence after yesterday. You did. You, you bet against the teams you bet on all year, and now, now at going. least you're sticking to it. Yes. Well, I was never going to bet against Providence. Come on, now. You knew. You Thank knew goodness. I wasn't. You knew I wasn't doing this. Hell, seven and a half. Money's coming in on Providence. Down to seven. Yep. So I, I got a half a number here. How do you feel about this? I'm seeing a lot of people taking Kansas this morning. Oh, a lot of people. A lot of people, rightly so. They've this been is betting the, against this, this is the the revenge, the revenge right. game for all the money that they lost all year on Providence. But they're gonna Providence. be right once. Matt, they're gonna be right once. When when this is this the game? Providence. They're gonna be right. 
Feels like a square dog. It does. Providence, I would agree. Yeah. Yes. It really, really feels like, and, you know, for those of you that are new to the stuff, like that's not a bad thing. It's just that's an industry term that, you know, when you when you get more bets from people that don't normally bet dogs and you call it a square dog, the end result is usually they're wondering, why did I take that team? It would be to give you an idea, like Providence, if you go to a book today, everyone's going to cheer for Providence. The book yes. Be, the, book, the book will be loud for the Friars. Today. Although, although like there's Kansas people to come for true. This. Like Unless they it, uh, cheer yeah. loud. Yes, they do. And they get mad when you cheer against their team when you're <laughs> right there. Like these Kansas people have been for years. They get very upset. Mm. They come in all the Jayhawk gear. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they Hasty use, white. I, no I, right. Seen them leave like mad, mad. Like they Bert, just get to a crisp after being here for the weekend today. Oh, it's going to be 90. It's going to be 90 today. Yeah. So it's your sunscreen. Please. Sunscreen, you know, you need well, the, the best is like they come in today. Right. And they <laughs> just enjoy the book and they do this and then they spend all day tomorrow. Yeah. If they win out at the pool and they come in crispy on Sunday <laughs> for the game. I mean, like, like overdone. Burnt. Yep. Overdone. Torched. Yes. <laughs> Torched. Hey, Pink, I want to be like a lobster. Know, it's like, yes. Very, very red. They don't need, they only need to wear the blue. Yeah. For the so, their skin nose, is the red. The nose is all always, but <laughs> torched. Man, I don't know. I, uh, is this that big, that big of a physical mismatch for Providence? I don't think it is. No, to me, it, it really comes down to just the ability to rebound the basketball. Providence has got to rebound the basketball today. It's not the size, it's just the, the athletic ability. Braun getting out and running, like getting the ball off the glass, turning and running. Providence has got to slow that down. They cannot allow Kansas to get easy baskets in transition. If they do, they're going to get killed. Right. That's the whole game to me. Providence has got to defensive rebound. They've got an offensive rebound, and they've got to stop the fast break for Kansas. If they let they let KU get out in the open court, they're in deep trouble. We'll bet this. I can't jump off the bandwagon right. now. I gotta, I, I gotta stay on at least for one more ride. That's I don't know real. what the hell if they if they win this, can we just stop ever saying luck? Yeah, and all this, this other stuff. This please. is the please. yeah. This is the Shaquille O'Neal two handed dunk on yeah. anyone who says Providence was lucky if they beat Kansas today. They're not got a one seed. The last one seed left, by the way, would be the first time uh, we have not seen all number one seeds be knocked out before the final four since 2016. But I think you have to go back like 20 years for the last time that we didn't have a single one seed in the elite eight. Ooh. So it's been a long time. KU has got to Kansas is playing for the pride of the one seed here. It's been a long time since we've seen a one seed, not make the elite eight. How ironic is it that we've been talking about this? I mean, on this show since December, but just in general, me and you, everywhere where we're talking to people and on a radio show before right. that it's the most wide open tournament and it's just cra- going to be crazy. And then how many people fill out a bracket and put three one seats in? hundred percent. Like it's, it's just such a psych- psychological thing. You know, it ain't going to be. And you, and it isn't now. And for the first, I mean, I'll since- say this. I mean, if you I mean Duke could win the whole damn thing. Oh, for like, sure. 
like this is getting to the point where I'm starting looking around. I'm going like, wait a minute. Like the storybook might be getting written here. Yeah. Like Duke might be the best team left after today. Like this could be crazy. <laughs> like Coach K in New Orleans cutting down the nets. I, I, I don't know, man. That that's that's some crazy stuff that happens. Yeah. People oh, will be big mad. Duke haters will be big, oh, big, big yeah, mad. Yeah, they will yeah, not yeah. be happy if Coach yeah. K wins the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah they will yeah, not yeah. be happy if K if if Shashevsky goes out cutting down the nets. Oh, yeah. That'd be that. I mean, yeah. All right. Next game. This is because I'm playing the narrative. We're talking about Duke UNC catching two from UCLA today. How do you feel okay. about the Tar Heels? I, I mean, I like the Tar Heels. I think they're going to win. I can't just win bet every game. Yes. But <laughs> think, so I, I you have think to gonna win, but it. you're going to book it just because it, I am. Just... <laughs> I, no, because I know how this is going to go. All like, right. I know this is the one. That's supposed to win. This okay. is the one. It's that supposed to makes, win, really? Yeah, this is the dog that's supposed to win. This line okay. may flip by game time. If Ooh, okay. Hawkes is ruled out. If he's um, if Hawkes is ruled out, but it, I mean he's probable. Flips. He's probable, but I'm telling you, it feels like that move is coming. Okay. And it's just one of those things that I, I mean, again, I was gonna wear the UNC hat. Oh it goes with this too. Okay. You got it. And I was going to wear it. I will definitely wear it on Sunday if they win. Because I think if they win, go into the Final Four. To play Duke. <laughs> it's got, I mean, it's got to be, right? It's got, if Duke wins tomorrow. Well, hold on. Well, hold on one second. Oh, you Oh, you got Saturday games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're going. Oh hell no! All right, we got we got Saturday better better to book it. We're going. to sit back and relax. (laughs) We're going Saturday. All right, let's go. Last game of the night tonight, late night. If you need to get put to sleep, this is the game for you. Iowa State in Miami. You're actually got a side or a total in this thing under one thirty three. Oh, thank goodness! It's the only (laughs) thing I would bet in this. If you were going to give me a side, I 100% was just going to book it. And if you just said over, I was going to book it. No. We're it's got to be under. This got to be the – I can't even believe it. Just you, I did, I figure you did not have any anything in this game. I, I told I, I, I said I was going to bet every game. So I had to I, – I told myself I was going to have a play on every single game. So this okay. is my play. I, I have no idea what to do with the side. Steam on Miami. Big steam on Miami. Yeah. It's gone from two to three and a half on this. Damn. Everyone likes the hurricanes three, here. Three, three, three and a half offshore three. All right. How do we yeah, feel about I, I, under 133 Iowa State in Miami betting it or booking it? It's 131 and a half. In Is it really? 132 <laughs> at Westgate, 131 and a half at Circa. Oh my God. 132 at South Point. Get the trash can ready. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. This thing may close 130. Oh no. Oh, we're dead. Did you see my new trash can? I got a new trash can. I saw it. Yeah. So just the, the numbers are this. Against Wisconsin, it was 126 for Iowa State, went under by 23 points. <laughs> it, was, it was 129 against LSU, went under by 16 points. It was 125 and a half against Texas Tech. It went under by 12 and a half points. <laughs> like they can't set a total low enough for can't. Iowa State. It's they one of the hardest things to do. It's so hard because... You, you you put it so low, and then you really 
I mean, they bet you under. The right. bad guys come under, and you're like, how much lower can I go? What do I do? <laughs> and then nobody touches it because they're like, oh, somebody must know something. Something's wrong with that. So you don't get no bets over. You <laughs> still need the over at one. Like, you know it's going under. You got a great number. We're definitely betting this. 133 and a half is the number. Yeah. Late night. 133, it says on the graphic. You, you got sorry. 133 and a half? I'm sorry, 133. Excuse me, 133. It's, I was reading Team Rankings has it at 133 and a half for some reason, but it's not. Okay. It, that number is not real anymore. Uh, it's 131. Yeah, I just saw 131. Holy yeah. wow. 131. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Two more games for better to book it. So we're three and one on you betting my plays. This is scary when we agree on these things. I bet it last night. I don't bet it quickly, but I did bet it quickly. Duke minus four. I'm betting Duke to go to the final four and covering this four points because I think it's a tight game. The last two games, this Duke team has shown me something in the last quarter of the second half where they have finishing power. They are controlled, confident, comfortable, and they didn't miss a shot for the last nine minutes of the game last night. How do you feel betting your book? Duke minus five and a half against, sorry, sorry, four. Minus against four. Arkansas, sorry, minus four against Arkansas. So we ain't laying no bad number. What are you oh, doing? Sorry. sorry, minus four. Sorry, minus four against Arkansas. Um, Damn it. This is hard. Perfect yes. number, right? I mean, because yeah. like if it's more, you know, you're getting the Arkansas money. Yep. Two buckets. Offshore has gone to three and a half. Yeah. Arkansas money came in on Arkansas. The, the, the first move's been to, to, to Arkansas offshore. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, they bet Texas Tech yesterday, too. I fell for that trap. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll bet it. Ooh. We'll bet it. I'm supposed to take the points, but we'll bet it. We're going to the final four. I mean, it's just got to be. Like, is Arkansas it. the foil in this? Or no. we get another week of leg? Like, they're not the heel. No. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're the NPC, like the kids say. They're yeah. the non-playing character right here. You're yeah. out, Arkansas. Yeah. Thanks for taking care of Gonzaga. Yes. So we didn't have big, to play right. them again. That's the big one. They did. That's where you play in the tournament yeah. setting of, like, Gonzaga could have been the team that took down Duke, but now they're out. So now it's... Okay, Arkansas is an easier matchup, much easier. Panchero is going to have a monster game. There is no one on Arkansas's team that's going to handle that kid. That kid's going to go off in this game. Big game. Duke wins, Duke covers. And then finally, if we're better to book it, man, Frankie and I were going at it last night on Twitter. Going at it with everybody. This is going to be good. He is. Man. He is all in on Nova winning this game. Yeah. Houston minus two. Houston's going to the final four. They're beating Villanova. I bet Nova all year long. This is a bad matchup for Villanova. You're doing it again. You just did it against Arkansas. You said you bet Arkansas yes. all year. You but I bet Houston all year too. These, that, these are right. two teams I bet. These, I, I bet and you these just guys. did Duke against oh. Arkansas. Yes, I did do that. Yes, because I'm using my brain, using my eyes on that. (laughs) There is there is a level where the year where the end comes for certain teams. The end is coming for Nova, and I believe the end is coming for Arkansas as well. I mean, whose bracket has Villanova in Arkansas in the final four? If you do tip of the cap to you, sir, because that's an unbelievable 
I, I just don't, I don't see it. Houston defensively can match Nova's defensive prowess. And Nova goes to these stretches where they don't score for like four or five minutes against Houston. I think they're going to have a real big problem. The athletic. You don't, you don't have the total in this game. Why don't you have the total? Because Houston can go over. I told you yesterday about this team. They, they can score Houston. I'm yeah. scared of that total with Houston. Like the, 128. And if, if three pointers are falling for Villanova, I mean, it's a rock fight. I'll give you that, but I don't, I don't think it's not the same type of rock fight as Iowa state. Iowa state's offense is absolute garbage. Terrible. Houston's offense isn't garbage, right? They can hit threes. Look at the did Arizona last night. I mean, if you give them open shots, Arizona was like, go ahead. And they're like, thanks. Bang, bang, right. bang. Goodbye. Right. You're out. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm, I'm worried that game goes over with Houston. I, I think they can score on. Nova. I think it's going to go over too. I think you reached the number at some point. You reach the number where you're like, it has to go over. I mean, well, my my hope is that Iowa State 65. Yeah. My, my, my hope is that Iowa State goes under tonight and then people use the same logic and bet this and, and bet under this more. under. And then we get 126. We get something just Dear easy to bet over. Gracious, that's my hope. Elite eight game of one twenty six. That's my hope. I hope that we get somewhere in there. That it gets to be just a ridiculous number where the books just have to get a bet on the over, and they just drop it to get somebody to bet the over, and then we can come in on over one twenty six or one twenty seven. I'm booking this one. I'm going with Nova. All right, you going with Frankie? I just think at some point. That senior leadership and that and that free throw thing will come into play. It's sure. gonna be close. It's gonna be, it's gonna be so, so close. But this just this is this time. I don't know. Houston can win. Houston can win by five. Houston can win by 10. Houston can lose by five or by 10. This is a great basketball game in a different way. Totals 128. I mean, like Houston five oh run is going to swing this. Yeah, well, I'd be careful. Look at I mean, Houston scored 82, 68, and 72 in the three games so far in the tournament. Hello. And we got a total of 128. Eh. No. How many Nova scored in their three games? 80, 71, 63. Going down. As the competition gets gets better, they score less, which is typical for them. I don't know. I watched a lot of that game yesterday. Nova went through stretches. I mean, there was a five or six minute drought. Scoring score. drought. Right. That's what I just like, said. Yes. And, and Houston doesn't do that. <laughs> Houston doesn't right. go through five, six minute droughts. And that's, that's, that's a big, to me, that's a big problem for Villanova. Yeah. And look, and Colin Gillespie tweaked his knee last night. That's, that's the key. He, he he tweaked his knee last night. Yeah, so that looked like that hurt. I was like, look, I hurt a lot. It was it was the same knee that he hurt last yes, year in the yes. Big East tournament that ended yes. the entire season for him. So like, yeah, I wonder what he feels like when he wakes up this morning. He has a surgically repaired knee that just got bent awkwardly. Yeah, was and he was screaming like he wasn't just like he was screaming. He was hurt. He was so hurt. I don't know, man. I don't know either. I'm that, going that Houston. One, yeah, that one I would. You think that line's going to move if like Gillespie you know, oh, comes out he's that he's out. banged up? If, he, if, if he's, he's out, if he's I mean, out, but, that number goes up for sure. But he's going to play. He, uh, four, four and a half. Oh no! Wow, I would love that. Give me four and a half. I'll bet both sides. I'm trying to middle it. I'm trying to land the three. 
Mm, okay. I'll do that if I, if I get four and a half, but I, I don't think it'll go that high up to four and a half, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, Gillespie's going to play and they get to cut the knee off for that kid. Like, Oh, hell yeah. He's, playing. he's, he's a warrior. That kid plays yeah. through everything. Yeah. So that would be, and look, the free throw shooting is incredible. I, I, I absolutely love it. Samuels played really well last night, I thought, but they just don't have a lot of size, man. And they don't have nope. a lot of guys who can jump. No, nope. that's, that's all Houston's got. <laughs> they, they got six foot eight dudes who can spring off the floor. Yep. And they showed Arizona last night that I thought they're bigs. I you thought know, that they're was, the odds on favorite right now to win the whole thing. Houston. Yes. Over no. Kansas. I did not know well, that until Kansas wins because they got one less game. Right. Uh, okay. So Kansas wins. They go to the favorite. So if Kansas wins. Right now, Houston is plus 360. Duke is plus $4. Kansas is plus 410. Man, that Duke number. That's... That ch- that changes, obviously. If if Kansas wins and wins handily, right. they jump probably to the favorite. I mean, the, the way that FanDuel has it priced, it's a perfect natural to make Kansas plus 350. I mean, Houston I just, I, I, I want, I mean, North Carolina Duke in New Orleans on Saturday has to happen. Oh just, my goodness. It just has to happen. Oh my goodness. It would be better if it was for the national championship, but I mean, in the UCLA final four. LA would be okay, no? Um, yeah, just not the same. I mean it's not the same. Definitely not the same. It's it's nothing it, would be the same. Yeah. I, I, I need the blood hatred. I want the revenge. Like, could you imagine like the seething intensity of Coach K after no. having to apologize to Duke fans at Cameron for getting no. blasted on senior day? His last home game, he loses by double digits. To I mean, the game was never even close. I mean, Carolina crushed them to get a second crack at them another month later in the final four and a chance to send North Carolina home. I mean, it's a damn story. It's a movie. What's the line? Duke minus five. Be my guess. North Carolina wins this game and the next game. Oh, God. Hubert Davis. If Hubert Davis knocks, if Hubert Davis is the one that ends Coach K's career, oh, man, that would be something. He won't. I mean, he already didn't buy any drinks anyway in Chapel Hill, but that dude for the rest of his life won't pay for anything. You're the one that knocked out Coach K. for everybody. It's everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh man, God, that man. Carolina barbecue. Sick. Go go get whole hogs dropped out of your house. Big huge barbecue. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah, that would great. be that would be sick. I want that so badly. I want that so badly. It's not gonna happen. Right. I want that so badly. <laughs> I, I I want Duke, North Carolina to play so badly that's not gonna happen. Right. Oh God, the number, the handle, the the ratings for that. Come on, be, Carolina. You got to get be, Yeah. You got to win today, man. You got to. Carolina's got to win today. And then they got it. I mean, if Carolina beats North Carolina, I'm sorry, it beats UCLA and, and St. Peter's beats Purdue. Yeah. What's the, what's the line on Sunday? Oy. A lot. 15. I don't think it can be more than Purdue. Okay. Can it? Oh, and how, how, but if Carolina kills UCLA, yeah, but Purdue will have one have as, as a 13 point dog. You can't make it higher. No, I mean, you mean St. Peter had one over Purdue. Yeah, I mean, St. Peter's would have one. Yeah, 
as a 13-point dog. It would probably be close to the same. Carolina versus Duke. Oh, sorry, Carolina versus Purdue. What's the number? Purdue oh, minus two. That's a great. Uh, that's a great one right there. I don't know, it because you're gonna get the sharp money. All that they're gonna take Carolina. Oh, you're definitely gonna take Carolina. God, they I gotta keep so bad. Short. Give yeah. me Duke. Give me Duke, North Carolina. On Saturday, a week from tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh, how fun would that be to talk about that all week? Yeah. Oh, we'll get all the historical shots of of the whole thing. Oh, just be. I mean, the NCAA committee would be, you know, nothing more. They would like nothing more. Yeah, and CBS is doing cartwheels. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim Nance would be like on a different level to start that game. The packages they'll be doing. God, the Masters. I mean, oh goodness. Yeah, he that that dude Hello, would be friends. Oh my god, the vocal erection for that guy would be just unbelievable. <laughs> he would be on a different level. My gosh, oh, to start that thing, he just tobacco would be, road all the different I mean, things. It, oh. Imagine to be that guy though. That guy would go from if that happened, that guy would go from calling Duke North Carolina final four, then the national championship on Monday, then the opening round of the Masters on Thursday. It's a hell of a job, man. That's a hell of a gig. Is right. <laughs> That's a hell of a job. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody has a better job in America than Jim Nance. It's pretty Jim, good. A, I mean, he's a sick, crazy, unbelievable yeah. job that yeah. he has. Final four, that level right into Augusta, right into the Masters. Crazy. He'd be talking about like Houston and St. Peter's too. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit different, but yeah, right. a little, 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 little bit of a drag, but sure, yeah. a little bit of a different spin on that. But yeah, you know, it could could look much different than Duke, North Carolina, absolutely, right? From from a Final Four standpoint. Speaking of Augusta, we will have an announcement coming up next week. We have a oh. new guy joining Props.com. Golf fans are going to like this. Yeah, a lot. We are yes fired up to launch this coming up for the for golf season 2022 and beyond so stay tuned for that next week we'll have that all right favorite thing about today is what oh i got two today's march 25th it is my brother dan's birthday he turns 50 today happy birthday century mark so brother dan uh he's in philadelphia I asked him if he was going to go see the Peacocks game, maybe shoot me some B-roll today. He oh. hates basketball, so there's no chance he's doing he hates it. Hates basketball. Hates basketball, always hates did. basketball. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Is he a football guy? Uh, he played everything. He was the goalie in hockey. Okay. He was the catcher in baseball. He was my battery mate. So, like, my dad and my his twin brother, my uncle, were a pitcher and catcher. Okay. And my brother Dan and I were pitcher and catcher, and now I got a daughter's that are pitchers and catchers. That's so awesome. That's little so cool. thing. So I sent him a text today. I told him, you know, get your ass in shape because when we were young, I said at, when he turned 50, okay. we were going to go to the pirates fantasy camp for adults and he's going to catch and I'm going to pitch. And I told him this, I reminded him of this when I was in the hospital after the stroke. How old were me. you when you guys made this pact? We stopped playing baseball and started really playing slow pitch softball in our mid to late twenties. Okay. He's like the hired gun. He's six foot two, two sixty. He hits a softball five hundred feet still. <laughs> so people, you know, get him to go to Florida and just DH and hit and all this wow. other stuff. His knees are shot. He complains about it all the time. 
I, I, so in the hospital, I said, listen, I'm alive. One, two, you still got to get in shape because we're, I'm taking you to Florida and you're going to catch me in inning. He's like, I can't even squat anymore. So I sent him a text this morning and said, you better be doing stretching exercises because I want to go this after, you know, what in January they run this camp. I said, we're going. So that was the first thing about best thing. Do you guys like today. get? Oh, is it like the the Red Sox do it? Where like you wear the full uniform and like the you're full on the, thing? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Hell yeah! Oh, I, that's I, cool. I, when we stopped playing, I said, "Well, now the dream's over." Yeah, it's officially. I'm not going to get called up to the major leagues. <laughs> so I was like, "All right, you know, I'll go play this softball bullshit." But we're going to this fantasy camp, and every couple years, I remind him we're going. I remind him we're going. So this morning, I already sent him the text, sent him a little video. I'm going to start doing Cameo. People keep stopping me and say, you should do Cameo. We'll, we'll send you, wish our friends happy birthday. I got So I guy. did it to my brother. All right. I, I got so the I guy. did that. And number two, Kylie's got a doubleheader today. Oh. It's going to be 85 degrees. Gorgeous. We got one o'clock, three o'clock starts, big conference games right here at CSN. Ooh. So I'm going to Lather up, make sure I don't get too burnt. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit and watch my oldest play softball. Then I'm going right to the book somewhere and watching these basketball games. We might be at Chicky and Pete's just for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about you send me a text message before you're I'm, there? I'm gonna send it before. I knew before you weren't coming out last. Before you there? I, well, I would have come out last night. I would have, but I, I'm not when you were there. It was during the games. It right during the game, but you you guys were like, the bat signal goes up and there's five minutes left to go in both games. I've got money on. I'm like I'm not driving. Was a second half. I'm not driving when I have money on games. I'm watching. I'm not it. going in the car. As Didn't soon you? as I sent the tweet, I'm like, you yeah. know what? I should have texted Matt as soon as I left the house. Yes, you think we're so? about the same distance. You would have been there at the same time. time. Yes, I know. Yes. I screwed I that was, up. I, I was like, uh, not even that was text so funny. Call. I was like, I was like. That was, yes. this is on record. And then you put that yes. gif and I literally yeah. was laughing out loud and somebody yeah. came up to me and said, Hey, are you Dave? And I'm like, yeah, I, Oh, I listened to you and Matt. And I'm like, he just sent a tweet. Did you see it? And, he, and the guy Jeffrey was like, Benson, you- I, I appreciate Benson liking that tweet quickly. He was like, yes. He's like, I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I, I, so I, I go down to the counter to say hi to him. And he's like, how did you not tell Peral before? And I'm like, <laughs> it was fast. I got up and left. I'm sorry. Oh, on I the record, like, hey, I'll text you. We're going to Circa. I'm like, okay, we're going to Circa. We're on the show. Dave Picture, he's at Circa. Uh, yeah. I, I How was that? Like, hey. hey. So, anyways, it's fine. So that's awesome. So I I have two things too. My first is that I go, you're going, you're going to the field. I'm going to the range. So I'm getting Ooh, lathered up as well. Loose. And I'm yeah. I'm heading right to the practice range and I'm gonna spend a good hour, hour plus at the range today. Um, you know, getting weather's coming around. I'll I might it probably won't play my first round of golf this week, but I might depending on what I can do. But I'm I'm getting close. So we're gonna start to get out there and start the the process towards the tournament in October. That's my new little game, my new little uh target. Is to play in this first ever the city championship of Las Vegas is what it's called coming out oh for in October. <coughs> let's see how poor I make carry the bag. Do it up. Let's go. It'll be awesome in October. So let's go. Fun. Two day event. If you make the cut, two day event. So really fired up to do that. Uh, <laughs> but my other favorite thing about today is that Frank Martin is going to be the new head coach for UMass basketball. I love that guy. I flipping love Frank Martin. I love that guy. And he's had a couple of really bad 
spot stops. The South Carolina thing was a, was a bad fit, but I hope UMass listen, all you granola, crunchy hippie people, leave the guy alone, leave him alone. Let him do his thing. He's rough around the edges. He's going to yell at people. Okay. He's going to yell at the kids. He's going to swear at the kids. Definitely. Okay. You're going to sit courtside and go, did he just say that to that kid? And everyone's going to get all nervous. And he's representing UMass. I don't know if I want him to. The guy knows how to mold young men. Okay. Listening to that. I love putting his tapes, his videos, his whatever. When when he's speaking, I learn something every time. I could not be more excited for Frank Martin to coach UMass. Program has sucked for years. Gone through all these dudes from like, you know, Tennessee Martin and like Tennessee Chattanooga, all these like, you know, low level A D1 schools. The guy tries to get to UMass in the A10, can't do anything because it's too big of a job for them. And they end up getting blown out and fired after three years. This guy's been at the highest level. Man, that's a, is that a great hire for UMass. It's awesome. So happy for my alma mater to get that guy. I'm actually going to watch UMass basketball. I actually, I, I have a couple sound bites of him bookmarked mm. in my in my phone, just to remind myself sometimes because the way he talks is is like, and the way he coaches is the way I do it. And sometimes you just need that reminder that you're doing it right. Yeah, because you got either parents or kids or something that just aren't listening, aren't ready to hear what you're saying, or just have a disagreement, which is fine. Yep. But like he talks about having his kids and then them playing sports and him not coaching. Like that last last soundbite that I saw was amazing. He said to his kid, came home, you know, complaining about something. He said, hey, I'm not your coach. I'm your dad. Oh. If you want to, if you have a problem with the, your playing time or your practices, talk to your coach. I'm not going to talk to your coach. The coach is out here volunteering his time. His kids are little. And he was, it was such a good lesson. I'm like, man, oh man. I want to get this guy to come talk mm. anywhere. I think anywhere. he'd be a great public speaker. He is. Yeah. It's part yeah. of it. I mean, some people say he's a better public speaker than a coach. That's part of the knock is, is that he right. hasn't, you know, the proof, the speeches are wonderful. The grandstanding is wonderful, but does he win enough to keep high level jobs? But at UMass, we don't win anyway. So like, this is great. <laughs> like there's no, there's no barometer. I mean, you're obviously compared to Cal, but like, you know, there's been nobody since really coach Cal, even, I mean, Derek, coach Kellogg was decent, went to a couple tournaments and now I think he's still at St. Louis, but uh, I mean, he was a former UMass point guard under Cal and blah, blah, blah. So they went through the whole, like that inside the family thing for a long time until it was so far removed that nobody was left from the family. So they went outside the family and it hasn't worked. So now they're going really outside the family and getting a guy who needs to rebuild his image. And if Frank Martin wins at UMass, he won't be around for long, but I don't care. Like just get the program back to being relevant in the A-10, get recruit some kids, bring in transfers. The one benefit about being a Frank Martin type is that you can rebuild really fast because he always recruited the junior college and the transfer portal, you know, back when it wasn't cool to do so. Right. So UMass could come back pretty quick with Frank Martin there. So I, so I saw that this morning. I, was, Can I, was we, like, I mean, like go. if UMass comes back on top of everything else, you got the Celtics, Bruins, got the Patriots. Bruins. Give me my UMass. It's not I, I don't know if I'm oh. able to take it seriously. We, I, we might have to end this. this I, I wore, I wore like, this. Well, just... for, I wore this for pasta, but I also, right. I was looking around. I was like, 
I went to UMass. I don't own a single <laughs> UMass piece of Why clothing. Would Why would you? Nothing. I don't, I don't have a single hat. I used to have hats. I used to have t-shirts. I used to have sweatshirts. Just haven't stocked it back up again. Like there's just, you know, I just haven't. And my brother lives 10 minutes from campus. Can very easily just say, hey, do me a favor when you next time down by you down by Amherst Center when you're in the town. Grab me a hat, grab me a t-shirt, grab me some stuff and mail it to me. So I have it. Right. No, it's not even, I haven't even had no, any UMass football is the single biggest joke. If I wore a UMass football oh. hat at Circa, oh. they'd be like, do you know how much money that team has made me? I love betting against that team. That team is so fun to fade. We might have to get one for football season. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I mean, like just walk around yeah. Circa and they'd be like, that's the best team to bet against. Oh my that's- gosh. I've made so much money over three years betting on that joke of a program. And they're right. It's the biggest laughing stock joke of a program in all of D1 football. It is. So I really 100%. would prefer basketball to come back to life. So at least I can wear a UMass basketball hat. Like I'd be very specific, right? UMass basketball, yeah. UMass basketball, like nothing right. just like UMass. But we are so bad. So bad. Speaking of hats, I did mm. it Wednesday night. I did a better to book it for you with the Lakers and the Sixers. They're still out West. They're still in LA. That's why I wore the Clippers hat today. Sixers minus five at the Clippers tonight. You betting it or booking it? I'm taking the Clippers plus the five. The Lakers are favored. The Clipper, the Sixers are favored. Sixers are favored at the Clippers minus five, five and a half. I'll give you, I'll give you five. Oh, God, that's really hard. I probably you trust the Clippers. (laughs) Gosh, that team. I'm asking you. I do not trust the Clippers. No, okay. I would, I would, I would probably lay it. I wouldn't okay. touch it. I, I don't like the game at all. I know, but I don't like any of the NBA games tonight. Who, who liked the Lakers without LeBron the other night? True against the against the Sixers. It's ridiculous number was seven and a half to open, and it went to ten. They lost by five. Now I at mean, least the number's five. I mean, what but, about Golden State tonight being a dog to Atlanta? Man, well, how do you make sense of that? You can't make sense of that. You can't. I mean, that's no that, step that's or, with step or without step, but like, if, what the? You, you can't bet that game. Like, <laughs> what do you, how do you bet that game? Uh-uh. You're going to take the points with Golden State with nobody playing. They're going to lose, and you're going to go, why did I bet? Or you're going to go, I take Atlanta minus two and a half. All I got to do and is they kill three or more. Yep. They lose. And they lose, and you're left stand. Either way, you're aggravated. If you win that bet, you're just like, right. whew. And the, same thing with, and the same thing is with the Knicks catching seven and a half tonight against Miami. I mean, Miami's a mess and they're laying seven and a half points at home. Can't touch that mm. game either. <laughs> like, I don't like any game. There's not a single game in the NBA tonight that I actually like. I, I mean, <laughs> this is a tough card tonight. I mean, that's it's yep. a very tough Complete card. Complete and total pass. That's why I looked at it. I was like, yep, I'm good. No, thank well, you. I want no Dallas and Minnesota is the best game. That's that's a hell of a basketball game. It is under. It is under. No, bet well, the under. I don't know. Minnesota. Bet the under. But Dallas on the road, the only thing that scares is that Dallas on the road is more of an over team, and Minnesota at home is a big-time over team. Is there a bigger trash game in the NBA than Houston and Portland? Nope. I mean, I mean that is – the total's 234. It should be 300. <laughs> that should be over. Like, I mean, seriously. This is, this is where they wink, wink before the game starts and say, all right, man. You get yours, I'll get mine. Everybody's running. Everybody's scoring. Yeah. 
Todd, sure. Todd wants me to, wants to ask, why don't I have a Marcus Camby retro jersey? I don't wear jerseys, period. So I don't, I don't only single That was jersey. a hell of a time in that UMass. Back I was in college. I was in school for it. I had a class with Marcus Camby. Man. So, yeah. He showed up twice all semester, I think it was. Probably got an A. Oh, 100% got an A. They all, uh, every, everybody, every, every UMass basketball player drove a brand new red um, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Wonder where, that, where that came from. Local, High, local highly shop. coincidental, I might say. Yeah, we all knew it. It was all from, they all drove, they all drove it. They all, they, we, we always knew it. Oh, there goes Wasn't the same, same one. Nope. Yeah. They all had their own. Yeah, pretty nice. They all had their own. It was, it was, they, 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 they had their own floor uh, on, on, on the UMass, um, and the, the Southwest is where the dorm, but we had towers. It's all like all different. UMass has five oh. different living areas. They're all set to different, like one's kind of like a, um, like a small town. One's a city. One's kind of like a woodsy place. They're all different, all different themes and, and feel. And Southwest is where the, but the towers are. And on the Washington tower, they had their own entire floor of to get there. You had to have a special pass. Like it was a whole big, Damn. long thing. And the parties they had there were legendary. Can only imagine. Legendary. Unbelievable. Yeah. UMass was, that was 1996, 95, 94, the five year run of five consecutive A10 regular season and five consecutive A10 tournament titles for Calipari. Ooh. 91 to 96. And then he won the final, we got to the final four against Kentucky and we got thumped by Kentucky. And I forget who was on that Kentucky team that killed UMass, but that was, that was crazy. We rioted, burned things, threw couches off the towers. Just what you needed to be doing. I didn't do anything. I was just there drunk. I was just walking around watching the mayhem, but <laughs> I've never seen a couch be thrown off a 26 story building before and that was the first time i ever saw that never it's seen a that. loud noise when it lands don't <sighs> i mean it could have killed somebody it was really dangerous <laughs> throw a couch up a 26 story high fucking thing and you mash people kill somebody they Ridiculous. had uh three state trooper helicopters and 10 cops on on horseback to break up the riot it's bad. It's gracious. Yeah. Worst thing that ever happened. I'll, I'll go on this. But the worst thing that happened that night is that some kid walked in front of a car and a, and a car stopped short and almost hit him. You know, it's people that turn around in New York and they slap on top of the hood. Yeah. And they smack the hood in New York. So a kid from New York did that slap. Dude got out of his car, <laughs> broke off his own antenna or the old car antennas broke it off and beat him with the, <laughs> with the antenna. Wow. It was a really bad thing. It was awful. But it got really, he cut him really bad and like sent him to the hospital. Oh man. It's like slicing him up. Like, a yeah, it was bad. Shape. It was really, it was one of those, it was one of those stories that came out after the riot. The, the, the student newspaper did oh. a story, the story. On it. <laughs> he beat him with his own, broke his own antenna off and That's, beat the dude with it. That is strong. Yeah, that that's, is like I'm gonna kick your ass with my own antenna. antenna. I'm gonna snap it off my own car and do that it. Leave so. a mark. Well, oh, a lot of marks. Oh God, got arrested. And, yeah, it wasn't good. Assault and battery with a deadly weapon is what he's charged with for doing it. So it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those like holy crap type stories. In the middle of the riot, the cops weren't anywhere to be found. So 
get gut whipped <laughs> pretty bad. What the hell is going on around here? Have a phenomenal weekend. We're back on Monday to recap it all. We'll see if we're going to be talking about North Carolina and Duke in the final four, which would be so, so cool. At Bet Props on Instagram and TikTok. Go and subscribe. Follow us on Props YouTube as well. He is Dave. I am Matt. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday for another episode of the Bostonian versus the book.